This podcast is brought to you by TheBreakdownSports.com. Are you into prop betting or daily fantasy sports, or maybe both? I have some great news for you. TheBreakdownSports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines daily fantasy sports with player props called Thrive Fantasy. It's really fun, and they're the first of its kind. The way it works is you enter contests using your own lineup made of prop bets. The more prop bets you guess correctly, the more points you get, and the greater chance you have at winning money. If you deposit $10 now using our link in the description, Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with free $10 credit. Use our link and try it out now. Alright, welcome back to a new episode of the N10 Puck Talk Podcast, episode number two. I'm Thomas Vesio and I'm alongside Andrew Flager. Andrew, what's up? How's it going, everybody? It's a new month. We got a new theme song. And, Thomas, you know what month this is? What month so, is it? The last full month of the NHL regular season. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The last full month. And this uh, episode is being recorded on March 2nd, 2019. And on Monday, there was a big day in the hockey world. Uh, it was actually the trade deadline day. So we're going to be going over a few trades that happened on Monday. Yeah, and it's going to be the main focus of our pod today. Yeah, and there was a late, early trade on uh, Monday. It was between San Jose and the Detroit Red Wings. And Gustav Nyquist is heading over to San Jose for a 2019 second-round pick and a conditional 2020 third-round pick. Yeah, I think this is a very good move for both teams. Um, Sad to see Nyquist leave Detroit. He's been there for a very long time. I think he was drafted there in 2008. Uh, Yeah, he's been there for over 10 years now. Um, He's a good depth player. San Jose is getting very good depth in return. But they do have to give up a couple assets, which uh, Detroit will benefit from in the future. Yeah, so I think San Jose got what they wanted. They got a depth player, as you were mentioning. And I think they win the straight if we're going to do winners and losers. So Gustav Nyquist headed to San Jose. Yeah, and another trade. The second big trade, I guess you could say, of the trade deadline was Kevin Hayes went to the Winnipeg Jets in return for Brennan Lemieux, first-round pick in 2019, and a conditional 2022 fourth-round pick from... Sorry, those are all going to the New York Rangers. Yeah, so yeah, the Rangers got what they wanted. They got future assets, and the Winnipeg Jets got what they wanted. Tough uh, second-line center. They got Paul Stasny at the deadline last year, and now they get Kevin Hayes from the uh, New York Rangers. Yeah, he's a pretty big guy down the middle, too. He's gonna, he's more of a death player, too, I guess you could say. I think he's playing on the second line, right? Down the middle? Yeah, and he recorded three points, actually, last night for them. So hopefully he continues to do that in the playoffs. Uh, next trade we're going to be talking about. Broussard to the Colorado Avalanche and a sixth-round pick for a third-round pick in 2020. Thoughts? Uh, I don't really have too many thoughts on this one. I think it's a good trade going both ways. The Panthers are benefiting from a third-round pick. Uh, unfortunately, it's a 2020 pick. But uh, Derek Broussard, I think he's been pretty decent. He's another death player, too. Third line, I think. Right, Thomas? Yeah. Third line, second line. He can play anywhere in the lineup. Yeah, I think he's going to be playing on the third line in Colorado. Yeah, so Colorado uh, is going for a long playoff run, they hope. Last year they got bounced by Nashville in six games. I don't think they're going to go too far in the playoffs. I think that's a team that they've been performing in the regular season. They've been doing well, but I don't think we're going to see them late round in the playoffs. We hope they are, but I don't know if they're going to get there. Derek Broussard is obviously going to help. He didn't fit anywhere in the Pittsburgh lineup or the Florida lineup, so hopefully it benefits there. 
Uh, yeah, grade. so another trade uh, on the trade deadline, Columbus, they made a lot of moves, not on the trade deadline necessarily, leading up to the trade deadline more yeah. so, but the Blue Jackets are getting Adam McQuaid in return for Julius Bergman, a 2019 fourth-round pick, and a 2019 seventh-round pick. And those are, those guys are all go, or sorry, those players, that player, Bergman, and those picks are going to New York. Yeah, so Columbus is preparing for a long playoff run if they can get over the hump of Washington, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay. Uh, the Duchesne trade, Zingle trade, this trade, and earlier they made a trade, Keith Kincaid. So they're gearing up for a long playoff run, and Adam McQuaid adds a lot of toughness to their defensive core. Thomas, you remember when Adam McQuaid was on Boston yeah, not that, too I long ago? Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Did not like that at all as a Leaf fan, so... Yeah, he was a pretty decent player there, too. Some uh, Boston fans, I know they didn't like him very much. But I think he's a good player. He's a tough guy. And that's kind of what Columbus needs on the back end of their yeah, lineup. Yeah, you don't want to go in a corner for him. So Another bigger trade from the trade deadline was Nashville made a trade with Minnesota. Nashville's getting Mikael Granlund for Kevin Fiala. What do you think of that, Thomas? I know you were a big Fiala fan, weren't you? Yeah, I was, but he's not. He wasn't doing too good on my fantasy team, so I had to let him go. But Kevin Fiala just wasn't having a good season this year, and Mikael Granlund is for the Minnesota Wild, but now he's going to Nashville Predators, and I think he's going to benefit there a lot. He's a better player than Fiala, in my opinion. So I think Nashville wins the deal right now, but Fiala could, and he has the potential to be a better player than Granlund in the future. But as of right now, Granlund is helping the Nashville Predators more than Fiala would. Yeah, so as of right now, it looks like Greenland's playing on the second line with Kyle Terris and Kyle Jarncroc. Yeah, Jarncroc, however you pronounce his name. Um, Nashville also got Wayne Simmons, which we'll get to. Uh, Simmons is going to be playing on the third line. Uh, so the biggest trade yeah, I think so too. of the trade deadline. This was probably the headline of the week in the NHL. The Vegas Golden Knights made a trade with Ottawa. The Golden Knights are getting Mark Stone and Tobias Lindbergh for Eric Brandstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second-round pick, which isn't even their pick. It's Dallas's second-round pick. Yeah, you had a lot to say about the young Brandstrom kid. Uh, You want to just give your thoughts on him? Uh, Yeah, so Eric Brandstrom... I think he's a little bit overrated. I talked about this earlier on in the week in an article I wrote um, based on the trade deadline winners and losers. I had Ottawa listed as a loser because I think they should have got more in return for Mark Stone. Um, Eric Brandstrom, I think he's like top five rated uh, defensive prospect in his draft class. I think he's a little bit overrated, and here's why. Uh, he Right now, in 2018-2019 season, he was playing for the Chicago Wolves. He's played 41 games there. He put up 28 points, and he was only a plus one. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the Chicago Wolves are one of the top teams in the AHL. And Eric Brandstrom is a puck-moving defenseman. Has played 41 games, as I mentioned. He's only put up 28 points, and he's only a plus one on one of the top teams in the AHL. Just doesn't sound right to me. I know he's a rookie. Yes, you could argue that he doesn't have much experience, but 
for his playing style, I don't think he's been producing as much as he should have been this season. And I think for Mark Stone, the Ottawa Senators should have been getting a little bit more than him. I would have, if I were the Ottawa Senators, I would have been asking for a first round pick for Mark Stone. I, I don't even think I would add in all these depth players and at second round Dallas pick uh, in 2020. What do you yeah. think of it, Thomas? Yeah, it's a it's a hot take from you, a lava hot take, as I like to say. But, I mean, yeah, you would like to see a first-round pick go to the Senators for Mark Stone in that deal instead of the second. But, in my opinion, I think Branstrom is going to be a bright spot for the Ottawa decor going to the future with him and Shabbat leading the defensive core for Ottawa. Branstrom is a young kid. He was captained uh, Sweden in the World Juniors just recently. Sweden got knocked out by Switzerland, actually, a surprise, and he was a big part of that loss as they did not score a goal in that game that they lost. But I think Branstrom's going to be fine in the future. You can say he's overrated now, I guess, because of the points that aren't coming up, but he is a rookie, and people have to remember that. So, Yeah, I basically just think that, yeah, Branstrom, who knows? Maybe Branstrom, Branstrom will be a good player down the road for Ottawa. Yeah. I just think – I. It's my personal opinion. I think Ottawa could have got a little bit more from Mark Stone. Yeah, people wouldn't wouldn't disagree or would agree with you. So and Vegas, Vegas on the other hand, though, getting Mark Stone. Mark Stone's going to be playing on their first line probably, right? On the yeah. wing, I believe. Yeah, most likely down the stretch. Yeah. Vegas needed a like a power, sorry, not a powerful, but like a superstar forward, like Mark Stone, a guy that could uh, score. He could perform in the playoffs. That's kind of what they needed, I think. I think. Last year, that's something that Vegas was missing in that uh, cup run. I think that's why they kind of fell short in the win that series. Yeah. What's that? No, that's why they like, that that that's why they fell short in the finals. They didn't yeah, that exactly. Play. That's why exactly that's why I think they fell short. But now that they have that superstar forward that can score and put up some points, I think they're in a good spot going into the playoffs. Yeah, I couldn't they should, agree. With, we I couldn't should agree with you anymore. We should see them making a deep playoff push this year, I think. Hopefully. It would be nice if they went in the Cup now since they didn't win last year. But last year was a surprise to everyone. So hopefully they can actually win it this year. Uh, next trade, Nashville. This one was, I don't know, not mind-boggling, but I'm just going to announce it. Wayne Simmons going to Nashville Predators for Ryan Hartman in a conditional fourth in 2020. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't just... think – I don't really think um, – this was that special of a trade for Philly. Wayne Simmons, his contract is expiring this summer, I'm pretty sure. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they shouldn't have been expecting a high return for Simmons. Simmons has been a big part of the Flyers organization in the past. I know that the players really love him. He's a good guy in the locker room. Simmons going to Nashville, that's huge for the Predators because they're adding a depth player who could, he could play on the penalty kill. He could play in front of the net on the power play. Yeah. And he's a tough guy, too, which is something I think that the Preds lack. So I think this was a very good trade. For, more so for Nashville. Yeah, same. I feel bad yeah, for Philly good. because Simmons, he was a good player there, but it's I think it's time for them to get rid of him and move on. Yeah, it was the right move. I don't think they got enough for him, Hartman. Uh, well, Nashville gave up a first-round pick last deadline for Hartman. So just flipping him for Simmons, Simmons is a way better player than Hartman, if you would agree. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think they just did fine with this trade. They should have got more for Simmons. Uh, Philly did. They should have got more, but at the end of the day, I mean, he was going to probably leave anyways in f- via free agency. So at least they got something for him. But 
Yep. Speaking about depth players, the Bruins added Marcus Johansson in exchange for a second-round pick and a 2020 fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johansson, he's only been in New Jersey, I think, for about a year, right? Two seasons, but I believe two seasons. Two seasons, yeah. He was he was pretty good in Washington. Yeah, he was. Well, they had Ov Backstrom to that stuff, so how can't you be? But yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a good trade for Boston. Devils are getting some great assets in return for him. I don't yeah. think, yeah, Johansson wasn't like an outstanding player for the Devils at all, but yeah, good trade both ways, I think. Yeah, solid trade. Um. Next trade, Pittsburgh acquires Erica Branson in exchange for Tanner Pearson, who they acquired earlier this year for Carl Hagelin straight up. So now they're just sending Pearson to the Vancouver Canucks for Erica Branson. Thoughts, Andrew? Yeah, Tanner Pearson, I don't think he was really going to fit in Pittsburgh lineup. I don't really think um, like he was needed there whatsoever. And Pittsburgh, I think they're making this trade to – Add more depth in their decor. Yeah. Uh, that's something that they don't necessarily lack when Mata and uh, Chris Letang are in the lineup, but I know that Mata and Letang have been suffering from injuries this season. So I think that was more of an insurance trade for the Penguins. And the Canucks are probably hoping that Tanner Pearson is going to turn out to be a, a stud in the future. I know he's a young guy. I'm not too familiar with his stats from – do you know what his stats are like this season at all? I mean, I don't think they're great, but, yeah, I don't I don't think they're I don't think he, he hasn't really been getting the playing time either in Pittsburgh. I know for a little bit he might have been playing on one of their top lines for a couple games closer to the yeah. beginning of the season, if, I'm, if I recall correctly. But, yeah, I think he's kind of been lacking playing time as well. So that could be a reason why he hasn't – been putting up the points, but I think Vancouver's hoping. Yeah, Vancouver's help them out down the road. They're just loading up on forwards. They feel like they have enough defensemen to get them down into the playoffs for the stretch in the next month and a half. They have some defensemen coming up in junior, so hopefully they can fill the void that they're filling or they're giving away with Erica Branson going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, like yeah, you said and- before, Dumoulin is injured. Crystal Tang's currently injured, so they need someone to step in, and I think. And Mata is injured as well. Is he? Yeah, he was. Wow. Okay. So then, yeah. So they know what they're doing. So yeah, they acquired Edgar Brinson for that reason. Yeah, Mata has. I think he's suffering from a shoulder injury. He's been injured. Yeah, he's on I. He's on IR right now with a shoulder injury. Jeez, he's been injured a lot. Anyways, the Penguins also made another trade for a defenseman. They got Chris Weidman from the Florida Panthers in exchange for Jean-Sebastien Dea. I don't even know how to pronounce his last yeah, name. You can't get any more French than that. How do you pronounce that? Dea? Dea? Day or something. Dea, yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, this was another more so of an insurance trade. I think Weidman's a pretty big guy, right? I think he's going to add some... Uh, size on the back end in Pittsburgh and yeah like we were just talking about before Pittsburgh's just looking to ensure that their decor is set going into the playoffs yeah it could, yeah that's that's what they're doing and then the Jets are actually doing the exact same thing as Pittsburgh because Buffalo and Morrissey are down with injury they acquired Nathan Beaulieu from the Buffalo Sabres for a sixth round pick 
and they acquired Bogdan Kisilevich from the Florida Panthers for a seventh round pick in 2021. Yeah, the Jets have been making lots of trades. Six they trades. made six trades on the trade deadline, right? Yep. Might be a franchise record for them. I don't even know. Yeah, Kevin Chevaldeoff has been quiet for a few trade deadlines before this, so he was de- his phone it was definitely went from like 100% to zero on this trade deadline day with all these <laughs> trades he made. So, and that just bolsters their depth on the back end. So I don't I don't know if they make an impact, but it just gives them enough insurance on the back end they can trust. So. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about trade deadline, the NHL trade deadline from this past Monday. We have a couple articles up on our website at www.thebreakdownsports.com. That's breakdown with no vowels. Uh, I have a trade deadline winners and losers article up on there. And our buddy Rob Bowen, another NHL uh, analyst at the Breakdown Sports, has an article up on the biggest trades from the trade deadline. So if you want some more insight on the trade deadline, go check out our website and read those articles. Good marketing tool, Flags. Good marketing yeah. tool. Uh, next topic, uh, John Tavares made his return to Long Island. Andrew Flager, you can talk about this. Yeah, so John Tavares on Thursday night had his homecoming game in Long Island. So Tavares was a free agent this summer, this past summer, I should say, and he decided to sign with his hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and leave Long Island. Uh, when he returned to Long Island on Thursday night, he was getting booed all night. Snakes were getting thrown at him in warm-up. Fans were giving him the finger. Um, lots of fans were making parody jerseys with his old Islander jerseys, changing his last name to things like Trader, Judas, Pajama Boy, which is one that I personally love. Uh, I think Snake was another name that they were calling him and Yeah, there was just a bunch of nonsense going on in that game. I saw that Sean Avery had a a very interesting rant on – I think he posted it on his Instagram story. He was basically chirping all the Islanders fans, saying that their fan base is basically shit. Um, When the New York Rangers – Sean Avery played for the New York Rangers, actually, when um, the Rangers were actually good and making a couple cup runs or getting far in the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, he was basically saying that every time the Rangers would go to Long Island and play the Islanders, there would be more Rangers fans than Islanders fans at their games. And he was just chirping them, saying that, like, that's kind of unacceptable. Like, John Tavares played there for nine years. Ten Was it nine years? Yeah, nine years. Almost, okay, almost ten years. He played his heart out. He, he was a big part of their team. He was basically their, the stone that they would build around. Um, he, yeah, he, he played very well. He was a big part of their team, big part of that franchise. And I, I, I think it's unacceptable the way that they treated him. Yeah. Uh, was, in his return was, to Long Island. It was embarrassing. Like, I mean, like the guy left. Yes, he left. He left a couple months ago, guys. Like you got to understand why he left. The rain, the Islanders weren't supposed to be this good as they're doing this year. They're supposed to be on like rebuilding. And John Tavares left to go to a better team, his hometown team. And why, like, why wouldn't you, like, if you had that opportunity, why wouldn't you take it? And now they're just putting all that nonsense. I also on saw it. an interview with Barry Trotz, who's the head coach of the Islanders right now. Uh, I think this interview was before the game on Thursday night. 
he was asked his thoughts on John Tavares returning to New York, obviously, and he responded saying that he was expecting the Islanders fans to be a little bit upset, um, but they should really appreciate that he spent so many years at Long Island, even though the Islanders lacked success in the time that he was there. Mm-hmm. And they should be happy for him that he's playing for his hometown team now. I thought yeah. that those comments were kind of interesting. You were expecting booze, but, like, I mean, he, like you said before, like, he was the stone they were going to build around. Like, why are you just going to boo him? Like, I mean, I hate to compare it to the Leafs, like, most of the time, but Boston Matthews were to leave after his five-year contract. Honestly, I wouldn't boo him. It's his choice he made. He's going to leave the team, sure. I mean, if the Leafs are good, then it doesn't make sense for him to leave, but if he leaves, I respect his decision, and he made a decision for, that's going to help benefit him, so... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't boo him, throw snakes at him, make jerseys, burn jerseys, and make all this nonsense up. But that's what they did, and I, I didn't agree with it. But yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of a, an odd series of events in Long Island. You uh, probably no. wouldn't see in most other cities. No, especially uh, the big John. Next topic. There. Next topic. Um, yep. This week in the hockey world, there was a video that went viral of a kid who lost his mother to cancer meeting Carrie Price in Toronto last week after their pregame skate. His mother, this kid's mother, who lost his mother to cancer, um, promised him before she died that he would one day get to meet Carrie Price, who was his favorite hockey player and his idol. I thought this vi- video was very emotional and it was a beautiful video. That's a big moment for that kid. I can't imagine losing a parent. I think it's a terrible situation, and this is probably a moment that he'll never forget. Yeah, that's that's never good to lose a parent that you love so much for years and meet your idol. Like That's just even more emotional, especially if you've never met him before. So good on Carey Price. And it's so mellow because like, last week, the Leafs versus the Habs, and the video just came out yesterday. So just took a bit of time yeah that's when it went viral yeah Yeah, i think it might have been posted earlier it might have been but it went viral yesterday and carrie price is not one of those guys to you know be so cocky about and be like oh look what i did for this kid it just got out there and people are just talking about it nonstop. so good on carrie price and the kid i feel bad for him but got to meet his idol carrie price so good for him yeah so tonight well it depends when you hear this but saturday night um, the Calgary Flames are retiring Jerome McGinley's number 12 jersey. And I, I believe last week the Coyotes also retired Shane Doan's number. Yep. Uh, I know Doan was a big part of the Arizona Coyotes franchise. I guess they would have been known as the Phoenix Coyotes when he played yeah. for them. Yeah. But he did a lot for the Phoenix Coyotes. I know that there was talk about the Coyotes leaving. Um, Arizona or Phoenix when Shane Doan was playing for them he was a big reason why they stayed in Arizona and they're still there today I know he does a lot for the hockey community as well Mm -hmm. Um, you would even say like hold on I I don't mean to cut you off but you would even say like uh, he made Austin Matthews in a way start to play hockey Matthews was playing baseball before he got introduced to hockey and when he saw Shane Doan play and I guess it would be Gila, uh, Gila River Arena for the Arizona Coyotes. That made him spark his interest in hockey. So 
good on Dome. Yeah, no, he's a big part of the hockey community, that's for sure, especially in uh, Arizona. Um, and Jerome McGinley, on the other hand, he's also getting his number retired tonight as well. Well deserved. Uh, he, he's probably one of the most famous Calgary Flames to ever play the game. Yeah. One of the best goal scorers of franchise history, so. Yeah, that's for sure. It's well-deserved. It was needed, and a lot of Flames fans. There's a, there's um, The Calgary Flames are advertising to all Flames fans to change their profile picture to number 12, and I've seen it through Twitter all day. So, yeah, that's very huge for them. All, all right, right, so let's yep. move on to our next segment. Who's hot in the NHL? Thomas, you want to start us off? Yeah, so the Carolina Hurricanes are actually hot in the NHL. They're 3-0 and in this last week. February 23rd, 3-0 win over the Stars in Dallas. February 26th, 6-1 win versus LA. And March 1st, 5-2 win versus St. Louis last night. So those are three big wins for the Hurricanes fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, the Hurricanes are currently in a playoff spot. Yeah. Uh, they have 76 points. I know that in their division, the Blue Jackets are fighting right behind them who made some big trades at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be... An interesting battle there. And the Penguins are also in that playoff race as well. This is huge for the Her- Carolina Hurricanes uh, to kind of get that jump. And yep. Maybe they'll keep it going. Maybe we'll see them in the playoffs this year. Who knows? That'd be nice. Yeah, another team that's hot in the NHL. Calgary Flames are also 3-0 this week. Uh, they won on the 24th, February 24th, 2-1 in Ottawa. They beat the Islanders 3-1. On the 26th, and on February 27th, they won 2-1 to one in New Jersey. So yep. all three big road wins for the Calgary Flames, who have been one of the best teams in the NHL this season. Yeah, they won 7 They're straight. actually, yeah, they're, yeah, I was just going to say that. They're actually on a seven-game winning streak right now. Yeah, good on the They've Flames. been great all season. Yeah, it's, I mean. I'm sure Flames fans are very happy. That trade that they got Lindholm and Hannafin is clearly working out and Living, the GM there, is getting praise for that. So the Flames are hot. And the next team that's actually hot is the Arizona Coyotes. They're 3-0 and in the last week. Like, who would have thought? And Yeah, you know what? The Coyotes could make the playoffs this year. Yeah, they're trying to make a run for it. So why not? I mean, I mean, I guess they, they should be done rebuilding. So might as well go for it. And Kemper's playing amazing anyways. So February 24th, they won 4-1 versus Winnipeg. That was the Shane Doan uh, number retirement night. February 26th, 4-3 shootout win over the Florida Panthers. And February 28th, 5-2 win versus the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, they're on a five-game winning streak right now. 8-2 in their last 10. That's huge. Yeah. And they're, yeah, like we said before, they're one point back of a playoff spot. That's pretty big. Yeah, and you want to and give a shout-out to another team? And you want to shout-out the Boston Bruins, another team that's been hot. They're 9-0 in one of their last 10 games. Last Saturday, after we recorded our first episode of our podcast, mm-hmm. um, their seven-game win streak came to an end after losing a close loss to two to one to uh, St. Louis in overtime. That that loss actually would have ended their five-game road trip out west. Um, they've been outscoring opponents eight to two in their last two games against Tampa Bay and San Jose, who I believe last week. We're both teams that were on our hot list, right, Thomas? Yes, they were. They were both. Tampa Bay was for sure. I I believe San Jose 
was as well, or they might have been just like a quick mention that we had in there. But, but still, yeah, those are two yeah, good they've teams. been yeah very good teams, and Boston's on fire right now. Uh, some players that are hot in the National Hockey League, Mike Hoffman of the Florida Panthers is having a career year. He has four goals, three assists for seven points in the last seven days. And four of those points came on the power play. So he just scored his 30th goal on Thursday. I think that was the first time in his career he's ever reached a 30-goal mark. So good on Mike Hoffman. Yeah. Another player that's been performing as well. I know he had a big performance in uh, the Stadium Series game last week, I believe. Uh, Jacob Voracek. Jakob Voracek. Yep. Three goals, six assists, and nine points in the last week. Uh, two of those points came on the power play, and he has, like, 17 shots on goals for Flyers in the last week, which is quite a bit. Yeah, it's interesting for a, a pure playmaker for the Flyers. That's a uh, big uh, fantasy performance, fantasy hockey performance, if you're into it. Where, where, where do you think I got these stats from, Blake? Like, <laughs> yeah, in fantasy, of course. <laughs> yeah, and then another guy who's doing good in fantasy right now, Sidney Crosby, when is he not? Three goals, three assists for six points. One of those goals came on the power play last night versus Buffalo, and he has one power play assist. He wasn't too good on the faceoff this week, but he was went three, 35 for 36. So That's not bad. 50, not, 50, if you have a 50% faceoff win percentage, I think that's good that's enough. Fine. Yeah, that's yeah like you're doing your job at least. You're not losing more faceoffs than you're winning. Yeah. But yeah, didn't he have a big game last night? Yeah, last night versus Buffalo, he had a big game for them. I know that the Penguins lost four to three. In overtime, yeah. Yeah, in overtime. Um, you know, I don't remember how Crosby. I think Crosby's just checking this out points. right now. Actually, I'm pulling it up. One goal sure. and assist last. Yeah, so two points, I think, and they were both on the power play, if I'm not mistaken. So that's why I mentioned the power play point. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. Crosby, obviously, he's well. You could argue that McDavid's better than Crosby in the NHL, but Crosby's yeah. he looks like he's going to be coming through for the Penguins when it matters. Now they're fighting for a playoff spot, and they're going to need him down the road in this next month. Are you looking to sign up with the online sports book for the first time, or just looking to place bets through an online sports book? The breakdown has you covered. Check out mybookie.ag and use our code BRKDWN. Again, BRKDWN, and you will get a 50% off bonus on your deposit up to $100. That means if you deposit $100 using our code, you get $50 free. Again, use our code BRKDWN on MyBookie now. Yeah, and some other teams who are not going to need players for a playoff run. So this is the list where we talk about the teams who are struggling, so who's not. The Los Angeles Kings are going to be on this list quite a few times. They're on a 10-game losing streak, outscored 44-24 to in those last 10 games, outscored 20-8 to in the last four. Uh, they were on a tough four-game road trip, Nashville to the southern eastern coastline border, Florida roadie, so versus Tampa and Florida Panthers, and second big uh, road trip in a month. So yeah, so um, the LA Kings have had two huge road trips yeah in the last month um they did that like little florida road trip where they went to carolina florida tampa bay um 
And there was another team in there that wasn't actually south. I can't remember right now off the top of my head. But yeah, and before this huge um, road trip down south, the LA Kings were in, they were out east doing their east road trip. They played in on Long Island against the New York Islanders. They went to New York City to play the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. They played in New Jersey, Philadelphia, Boston, and Washington. That was another huge road trip. The second or the first big road trip of um, of the month that they were going on. Uh, and that that road trip kind of started that losing streak. Yeah, they're all versus good. A ten game teams. losing streak. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, those were very solid teams, and they actually beat um, the Flyers, Devils, and Rangers on that road trip. That was a while back though, but yeah, it kind of sucks that they had two huge road trips, and they're not even a solid team to, to begin with. Yeah, yeah. To begin with, right? And playing on the road is tough. I could imagine. As it is, and they're so bad, so it doesn't help either. <laughs> Yeah, another, another yeah. team that's kind of been cold um, within the last couple of games is the Buffalo Sabres, who are fighting for a playoff spot. I think they're in a playoff spot right now, but they're kind of slipping right now. They're 3-6-1 and one in their last 10, which will probably hurt them come playoff time. And I know that they were 1-2 this past week. Yeah, so not – well, they lost to the Leafs on uh, Monday night. They beat the Penguins, obviously, last night. And I don't remember who they lost to on Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday. I don't remember who they lost to, but... Uh, I'm going to look right now because I can't remember either. I know the Leafs for sure because, like... Flyers. Flyers, right, yeah, yeah. That was a back-to-back game. Yeah, you're right, Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're not doing, doing very good. And another team who's hasn't been doing good for the whole season. Five-game losing. Yeah, they've been struggling. They can't... Yeah, the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> they can't put up offense at all they can't find their stride nothing they just but anyways thomas read your stats out yeah like what again i'm gonna bounce off what you're saying like they have no offense that no one no one's going for them ricardo kel's having a horrible year gets laugh when he's not going the whole team's not going so they have been shut out that says yeah got shut out in two of the last three and outscored 11 to three in those three games and lost to some teams lost to some teams that weren't good at all so that's not good for the ducks and I don't see them making the playoffs. It's too hard of a, a leap to get over teams. So yeah, I'm pretty sure the Ducks lost to Edmonton this week. Uh, they lost to Vancouver, Chicago, who hasn't been very good, and they got shut out against the Golden Knights and the Canucks, which I mentioned. Yeah, that's not good. But yeah, getting getting outscored 11 to three in your last three games is just brutal. That's yeah, tough. When you, when you technically speaking score one goal. A game, so three goals in three games. You're not going to win that way. You're not going to win, no. You have to score more than – I would say you'd have to score at least three goals in, in today's NHL to – Win a game. Secure yeah, exactly. Or at least have a chance of winning because some games are high scoring. Yeah. And another quick mention, they're always going to be a quick mention or in the not list, is the Ottawa Senators. So they're just terrible this year. I don't think we have to say anything more. That was expected, though. We yeah. kind of expected them to be on our – are not so hot list this week because they just traded like everyone. They're three star players away. Yeah, so I don't expect them. Um, they're on a, a six game losing streak and they're two and eight in their last ten. Yeah, and that's. I think they have one of the worst gold differentials in the league too. This season they're like minus forty eight in gold differential or something. Yeah, something crazy. That's why they're gonna continue to be on this list, Blager. So. 
Yeah. Anyways. Battle of the Buds time. The Battle of the Buds. Yeah, here we go. So last week, if you remember, in Battle of the Buds, we, on air, we kind of decided that we would uh, put some money on this segment. Um, we're going to scrap our $20 bet, and we're going to make the loser of this segment pay for the winner's entry in next year's fantasy hockey pool, which is about... 30 bucks. 50 bucks or something. 30? Yeah, we but we might up the price next year to 50, so that's going to be even yeah, worse. Yeah, that's, that's something that we always do. We seem to up it every yeah, year. So. Anyway, so that's going to be our punishment for this segment. So, last week, um, I went 3-0. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Thomas, 2-1. and one. Who was the one team that lost for you, Thomas? I think it was, it was Penguins the Penguins Sabres. Penguins lost oh, last oh, night. Oh, last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah, that's... Tough loss. I had the Flames against the Sens, mm-hmm. uh, the Predators won against the Oilers, and the Capitals won against the Sens. Yeah, my picks were Leafs versus Habs. I got that right. Sharks versus Red Wings on the Sunday. Got that right. And then it came down to Penguins versus Sabres, and I got that wrong. So that's why I'm 2-1, and one, and if Flager's 3-0, so he's perfect still. Now this week, yep. you mentioned your teams. Yeah, so this week, night, the Leafs are playing Buffalo at home. That's going to be my first pick of the week. And you're going to take Leafs? Yeah, I'm taking the Leafs. Uh, my pick is going to be a game on Tuesday, March 5th. Islanders versus Sens. Don't expect much from the Sens, and I expect a lot from the Islanders as they're trying to make a playoff run. I'm taking the Islanders. You could probably pick against the Sens the rest of the season and have a pretty good yeah, record, a positive exactly. record, probably. Um, my second pick is also on Tuesday night. I'm going to be taking Boston against Carolina. And for our tiebreaker of the week, in case Thomas and I go both go 3-0, and I'm going to predict that Boston is going to win by two in that game, which is a very bold prediction because Carolina has been pretty hot. Boston's also been really hot, but I think Boston's going to take that game and secure it. Yep, and I'm taking a Wednesday night game, March 7th. Los Angeles versus the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Alley's at home, but I'm going to take the Blues in this one. I'm going to be taking, for my last game of the week, a Thursday night game, Tampa Bay Lightning against the Minnesota Wild. I think Tampa Bay, I mean, they're the best team in the NHL by far this yeah. season. I think they shouldn't have any issues winning that game. I don't, I don't think there's Thomas, you a wanna... time where we pick against Tampa. No, probably so, not. Smart idea. Bold, bold to uh, pick against them. Uh, Want to announce the last pick of the week, Thomas? Yep, Friday, March 8th, uh, the day before we pick our next teams for next week. So I'm going to take the game between the Devils and Capitals. I'm going to take the Capitals. I think they've just been good in the last stretch. OV just scored his 45th of the season last night, and I think he's going to maybe honestly beat a 50 by that point, so hopefully. And I think he's going to be a big part in that win, so I hopefully, hopefully they win. So the Caps over the Devils. Yeah, so that's all we got for today's episode. Do you want to mention the last uh, word? I got a couple last words for you guys. Keep an eye out for our NHL Fantasy Hockey recap that comes out every Monday. Should come out every Monday, yes. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been released, um, I think, the last two Tuesdays, early in the morning. But anyways, uh, we're expecting to have it out on Monday morning for you guys, so keep an eye out for that. And... We have a lot of other NHL content coming out this week. I know tomorrow we're probably going to be getting an article out about Jerome McGinley and his jersey retirement. I think Rob 
Rob Bones writing that article. Yeah, I think he's all over that one. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for some NHL content this weekend. Lots of other great sports content. Yeah, and I just want to quick mention, I know it's not on the script right now, but I just want to quick mention to the NHL team who did a fantastic job on Monday posting and keeping updates and communicating through Slack, the app we use. So I just want to quick mention and shout out to them for a great job they did on Monday. So thank you to the NHL team and thank you to everyone in the breakdown.com. Yeah, we had a lot of interactions on Twitter that day. I think it was one of our most our most um, trafficked days yeah, it was. that we've ever had on Twitter. That was a huge for us. Yeah, shout out NHL team. Yeah, so that's uh, that's it for episode number two of the N10 Podcast. Again, I'm Thomas Vesio and this is... Andrew Flager. All right, and we'll see you guys next time.